from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Oh my goodness, what a world it is. I hope you are well. I hope those you love are doing well, as always. Uh, Maybe I don't need to say it, but I want to each and every episode. Uh, I got a lot of, what's what's the expression? I have a lot of pans in the fire. Hold on. I have a lot of in the fire. Logs on the fire, irons in the fire. I have a lot of irons in the fire. I have a lot of irons in the fire, uh, podcast-wise. We have the Cruiserweight-ish classic, which is going like gusto. Um, I just put together the new intro for the Cruiserweight-ish classic. Yes, it's going to show up on episode 10. No, I don't care. No, I'm not going back to fix it. Uh, We have Battle of the Brands. With uh, me and Brandon Banks. And actually, full disclosure, I sat down to record an episode of Battle of the Brands. And um, realized I had some questions for Mr. Banks. And uh, realized that it was kind of going to be difficult to do a full episode uh, with him. Not answering the questions. No fault of his own. Um, uh, he and I are actually in a DM right now, because uh, he, you know, did the intro for the Cruiserweight-ish podcast, which if you've heard, you know, is just the best. Um, but I'll wait, I'll record the, uh, the Battle of the Brands, um, sometime later, probably maybe even later on today. But what I can do today is something I've been excited to do, but have been trying to make sure I'm caught up on all my other things. I have over here uh, to the left of the nail in the wall where I hang my headphones because I'm such a classy guy. uh, I have tacked to the wall. Let me minimize this. Uh, An index card, of course. It's not the WrestleMania wall, but it is just keeping me straight on what podcasts I have going, because it's the middle of August right now, early to mid-August. I go back to work soon. I want to be ahead, because in case work starts and things get a little crazy, which they can, um, and I want to spend more time with my wife, which I do, uh, I like to have things ahead. So right now, as of this moment, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 episodes of The Joy of Booking already prepped, which, because I do two a week, uh, gets me through, well, six weeks. So mid to end of September, and yes, that's right. Now, uh, you haven't even heard the first episode of what I want to do today um, yet, but I'm going to go through another PWI magazine. I did it uh, a few weeks ago. It'll come out the first of September, and I think this will be a monthly thing. Um, where we just take a walk down memory lane and just chat and just chat a little free form. You know, I have a lot of thoughts on, on the world and I like living in the past. I like being a time traveler. 
Um, and so we'll just grab another issue of, the, uh, of PWI and see where it takes us. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. I was going to do Battle of the Brandons, but, uh, or Battle of the Brandon, I think it's what we're calling, Battle of the Brand, parentheses, on for Brandon Banks, and parentheses, because it's two brands. Uh, it gets all confusing. Uh, but let's grab them. Let's go for this one here. And uh, let's pull up a random number generator. You know how much I love random number generators. Let's see. Is this the one? Oh, I did this one already. I have two uh, bins of them. So I did one in that one. So let's do one in this one. Oops, banging things. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13. So I'm going to start counting at issue number 9. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. And then I'm going to count number 1. So this one here. Okay. All right. Interesting. Do I want to do this one? Or do I want to pick a different one? Give me a, ch a second here. I'm going to make a decision. <laughs> you know, actually, this one is actually more topical. So I pulled another year-end issue um, from an earlier year. And I don't want to do that one right now because we just did one. And I can't do all, you know, mid-years. Or year-end, I'm sorry. I pulled out another year-end, 98 the year-end. Um, and while it would be fun to look back in time, my first one was 2001 year-end. And so let's leave that one alone. So what this one is, interestingly enough, this is kind of topical for me, is this is a very old, this is beat up. It's from October 2002. And it's the mid-year report for the first half of 2002. Now in my quest, hopefully by the time you listen, I'll have been in 2003. Hopefully by the time you listen, I'm tweeting about uh, events in 2003. But I spent a majority of the summer watching the summer and fall of 2002. So the fact that Brock Lesnar is the breakout star of the half year makes a lot of sense because he absolutely was. He was the biggest deal in wrestling in 2002. So we'll go with this one. It's similar in time, but you know, that's just how it's going to be. So this is very, you know, this obviously got wet. You know, I probably had this. It's, yeah, this is old and busted. I didn't treat. I don't treat things very well. I have a cousin. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Yells at me about my comic collection that I had and don't have anymore. My Lego and all of that type of stuff. This is this is a beat up uh, magazine here. So, 2002, uh, Brock on the cover. Table of contents. We see Luthez. Um, he must have passed away in the first half of 2002. So we, we're going to say farewell to Luthez. Triple H and Stephanie are there. All right, let's see here. It's going to be, yeah, all the pages are kind of not even dog-eared, but they obviously were bent. I didn't store it well. Uh, the first article in the Before the Bell section is titled Fozzie's World. Can I tell you how much the fact that Jericho's in a band called Fozzie actually makes me dislike him as a wrestler? I'm watching 2002, and I am skipping almost every Jericho match. He does nothing for me. 
He's wrestling Rob Van Dam. He's wrestling Jeff Hardy before, obviously, where I'm in the timeline that I'm watching, I'm leading up to Armageddon 2002. So it's late November, the Thanksgiving edition of SmackDown. I'm about midway through that one. Um, And Jeff Hardy clearly is battling his demons and clearly is going to get released from the company at some point. Uh, But yeah, Chris Jericho's wrestling big time names and I could, I don't care anything about Chris Jericho. I'll be more interested when he comes back and he's cut his hair and all of that. That's when I'll be interested. Right now, could care less. Uh, Tommy Dreamer's on the cover of the, uh, the Stupid Files, which is a section. Let's see here. We just skim caption. Raven hasn't had much of an in-ring career of late. You obviously aren't watching Sunday Night Heat. Yep, there we go. Talking about Heat. And yeah, okay. Nothing of interest. Nothing of interest there. Again, you can buy your magazine or your uh, not old magazines, your belts and your you know mask heads and your wrestling figures all online or calling. Well, I won't give you the number, but the wrestling superstore in Cranston, Rhode Island. I'm surprised I never tried to get my parents to take me there. Not that far away from where I grew up. Uh, you know, my favorite tag titles are the. Um, the ones that like the natural disasters, you know, 90, all that 90s era that I grew up with, Winged Eagle, the, I don't even know what to, how to describe them, but you know the tag team belts I'm referring to, like the Mr. Perfect era uh, intercontinental title. But I will say the belts that the Los Guerreros are holding now as tag champions, those are pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. Caption this is Jerry Lawler whispering something to Arnold Schwarzenegger on commentary. Ron Simmons is wearing a Santa hat in the last months. You know, somebody wrote, this is what I get for losing at poker. Damn. Kind of funny. Thunderbox is in the house. A sizzling high-stakes struggle for dominance inside and outside the boxing ring. So this is kind of like an early MMA, um, you know, boxing, mixed martial arts type thing. There's advertising, you know, you've got some hip-hop and rock concert at the same time. So, you know, obviously other fighting forms were getting, uh, paying for articles in PWI or advertisements in PWI. I love it. I love it. I love it. And now it's sadly, they're reporting on the death of Davy Boy Smith. Um, but the picture they have is Davy Boy with a wrist lock on William Regal or Lord Stephen, from their matches in, you know, 92, 93. Great matches. I got to go back and watch those someday. We got a picture of the Dudleys. They're talking about Mr. Perfect getting released because of conduct issues on a UK tour. Is that the flight from hell? I don't watch Dark Side of the Ring. I have no interest. I have absolutely no interest in Dark Side of the Ring. I'm aware that wrestling has a dark side. That's not why I watch. So, you know, maybe, maybe that reflects badly on me as a fan. I'm willing to acknowledge the dark side, but I don't want to watch an episode on the plane ride from hell. I don't want to watch an episode on the tragedy of the Von Erics. That kind of thing doesn't interest me. They are talking about TNA. Uh, We've got Ken Shamrock, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Hall, Conan, Francine, Bobcat, whoever that is. Um, Let's see here. Oh, my goodness. So there's a picture here. Here's the cap. I'm going to tell you the caption first. 
Uh, what can we tell you about who might be the number one guy in this year's PWI 500? Not a lot. But what we can tell you is that Big Bad John and Red Dog, although they have been quite entertaining in OVW, have been eliminated from consideration, we think. Now, Red Dog, you may know, is... Oh, what they call him? Rodney Mac. You may remember Rodney Mac. But the most important thing is Big Bad John, who looks like a million bucks right here. And the only thing that would make it better is if he was reading poetry. Because Big Bad John is your favorite and mine, Heidenreich. So there is a big picture on the opposite page of Ric Flair and the Hurricane, um, who are, you know, talking about the Carolina Hurricanes, um, oddly. Uh, but there is Heidenreich putting a chin lock on Red Dog, a.k.a. Rodney Mack. Can't wait for the Heidenreich era. Uh, let's see here. Is that Ahmed Johnson? A picture of Ahmed Johnson for some reason. I don't know why we're talking about Ahmed Johnson in 2002. Oh, <laughs> mean. Uh, let's see here. Uh, WWE employee, in quotes, has given us all hope that one day we might get to hand over a scrap of paper to Ahmed Johnson and get his valuable autograph. Until that day comes, we'll have to just dropping, keep dropping change into his tin cup as we pass him on the street corner. Rude, PWI. I'm not saying it's wrong, necessarily, but rude. Rude, rude, rude. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's who Bobcat is. Picture for, again, talking about TNA. TNA getting some multiple articles talking about TNA. Now, I have the trouble I have with Impact Wrestling. When I got this fire stick, I signed up for Impact at some point, And I think I signed up through, somehow, the fire stick. So I've tried... Many, 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 many times to figure out my username and password. And I was having trouble after trouble after trouble after trouble in being able to get onto the website. So they're charging me every year, which truthfully I don't mind. I'm willing to pay money to see Impact succeed. But I can't change my stuff. I can't figure out my login info. And so when the Impact Plus app stopped working on my Fire Stick, I'd sign up for it on other Fire Sticks that we have, but I don't... I finally, I think, figured out how to log in through Facebook or something like that, so I managed to figure it out. I had watched all of the 2002 early shows, and somewhere in January, I decided to... St January 2003, I stopped because I was like, eventually, my WWE quests will catch up to the TNA, and then I can watch them both you know, at the same time and add it to the weekly rotation. Um, and I'm getting close, but the Impact app wasn't working. I haven't tried it in a few weeks. Hopefully it works. But I still don't know who Bobcat is. I see a picture of her, but I don't know who Bobcat is. Oh, old PWIs. I'd love to collect them all. Yep, Luthez, the Babe Ruth of wrestling. I, you know, if you went, now I understand that if you went to Dynamite tonight, I'm recording on a Wednesday, um, I understand I'm doing this, and I, then I have to do another podcast in a few hours with Doc Manson. Um, but if you were to ask 100 casual wrestling fans at a SmackDown, at a Rampage, whatever, who Luthez was, 10% might know who he is. Um, so I don't know if you can call him the Babe Ruth of pro wrestling when 
most people don't know who he is. And that's probably shame on WWE being the flagship for not, you know, giving him enough praise. But it makes you wonder, in 40 years, in 2060, let's assume that we're all still alive and we haven't destroyed the world. And let's assume that WWE still exists. Will we know who Hulk Hogan is? Will fans know Hulk Hogan? Will Hulk Hogan be a big deal almost 100 years after he was wrestling? Um, will, you know, Luthez was born in 1916. Uh, so it's over. He's, you know, he would be over 100 if he was still alive. You know, are we going to know? When do we stop knowing who John Cena is? Let's ask the question, how many casual wrestling fans at a Dynamite or SmackDown know who John Cena is? Besides, he's the actor. How many watched him wrestle? How many saw him team with Matt Hardy with B-squared in his corner? Probably not a lot. Probably not a lot. I've seen a couple of Luthez matches. There's no doubt he is good. There's no doubt he is very talented. But he is from an era of wrestling. If you think 80s wrestling is slightly slow and plodding, it's way more, you know, I won't even use the word exciting, but wrestling in the 50s and 60s, which I've seen some of, you know, you can be in a headlock for 20, 30 minutes. Uh, but still, Luthez was great. I enjoyed seeing him. He's a big deal. I enjoy always seeing him when he was, you know, he would come be an official for an NWA title match or something like that. All right, the mid-year report. We see WWE NWO. I see Angle and Triple H. Jerry Lynn is posing with a water bottle in his teeth for some reason. British Bulldog doesn't look like he has any hair. I can't tell if that's he's actually bald or if just the background and his hair kind of blend in together. I think that's actually more of the case. Uh, biggest story of the half year, WWF becomes WWE. I remember that. Uh, seems like a very, very long time ago, because it was. Uh, there was a brand extension, you know, WrestleMania 18, Rock and Hogan, the rebirth of Hulkamania, no doubt a big deal. Uh, haven't seen Mr. America yet. I'm waiting for it. Waiting for it, waiting for it. Let's see. Wahoo passes away. Bulldog passes away. Triple H back from his injury. Uh, the Great Muda goes to All Japan, which was a very, you know, a lot of people moving between the big Japanese companies. We here in America never saw it as a big deal, but it was a big deal. Austin feuding with Ric Flair. I think this is probably written before he disappears, because currently he's gone. They never talk about him. Uh, Jarrett, total nonstop action. Again, mentioned again. Taker winning the belt. They're like the best top 30 stories. The Scorpion King... Dan Severn's title victory embroils the NWA in scandal. Nobody cares. Uh, you know, talking about jacked and metal and the secondary program lineup. Um, PWI founder Stanley Weston passes away. You know, PWI magazine, big deal for me as a kid. So I'm grateful to Mr. Weston. Donovan Morgan wins the Super 8. We've talked about the Super 8 many, many times on these airwaves. Um... In opening, he beat Bobby, or the Amazing Red beat Bobby Roode. Yes, that Bobby Roode. Donovan Morgan beats Pepper Parks, who now we know, shockingly, is the Blade. 
Jamie Noble and Matt Stryker, Not the Teacher, AJ Styles and Xavier, then AJ beat Red and Morgan beat Noble, and then Donovan Morgan beat AJ Styles. So you would think we would know more about Donovan Morgan. Let's actually turn to the Google here because I remember him being a big deal in these magazines and I remember waiting to see, you know, what he would do and never saw him do a whole lot of anything. Uh, let's see, stable APW, company that I've, you know, really never heard of. He's talking about Christopher Daniels, was head trainer of the wrestling school, replaced by Spanky and the American Dragon, went to Japan. Um, oh, okay, so he was one of the first Ring of Honor tag champions with Christopher Daniels, so that's interesting. Um... He did show up on an episode of Impact and then became a mortgage broker in 2006. So let's see if we can look up Andrew Vassos, that's his real name, mortgage. I don't know if this is going to be the same guy. This is he's a, some head of wealth coaches. No, that doesn't look like him. It, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but, you know, for someone... Um, there was an article written about him, Halloween of 2006, talking about, you know, him becoming a mortgage broker, trading in his trunks for a suit. But, you know, a question I have is he wins the Super 8, which isn't necessarily a huge deal, but it's something. He wins the Super 8. He was a big deal. How come he never made it to WWE or Impact or any of that? Uh, let's see. Wrestling returns to Memphis. Scott Hall and Kurt Henning released. DDP suffers career-ending injuries. Oh, my goodness. More stories. Eddie Guerrero comes back. I do remember that. Wrestled in Ring of Honor, those early shows. Uh, Tough Enough 2. Nobody cares. Brock Lesnar debuts. Kurt Angle gets shaved. Stacey Keebler wins Wrestling's Most Beautiful Woman, obviously. Prototype defeats Leviathan for the Ohio Valley title. Apparently, that's the 46th most important story in wrestling in, two, in the first half of 2002. John Cena beats Batista for the belt. Not really sure how that makes sense. Uh, Steve, the, the security guard from Jerry Springer, made his wrestling debut. And the 50th biggest story, which should be even bigger, Ring of Honor begins promoting. So... The beginning of 2002 sees TNA and Ring of Honor. We don't talk about that enough. In the, in the absence of ECW and WCW, these two companies, which are still around in some form or fashion. You know, I know I listened to the New Age Insiders talking about how, you know, AEW is clearly the number two promotion, and they are. But Impact and Ring of Honor have had lots and lots of... Uh, of success these last 20 years or so. I know Ring of Honor is now owned by AEW, but still, they are still a commodity. The Wacky and Weird, I'm skipping that. Moments of the half year. Talking about Booker T and Goldust being awesome. Top 20 pay-per-view matches of the half year. Obviously, the winner is... Uh, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, understandably so. Before they even touched, just the way they, you know, f faced off and each turned to one side, then each turned to the other. Uh, the Royal Rumble, always good. Kidman versus Tajiri, yes. Um, now, because this is before Impact or Ring of Honor did pay-per-views, these are all 
um, WWE matches. So they came up with, oh, nope, I, excuse me, I'm incorrect. I am incorrect. Nine, the first 19 of them, oh, nope, I'm incorrect again. Uh, number The first 15 are all WWE matches. Number 16, from a WWE pay-per-view, Christopher Daniels, Low Key, and AJ Styles uh, taking on Shark Boy, Tony Mamaluke, and Nova. I would love to watch that match. I like all six of those wrestlers, even low-key. And then Devin Storm versus Sabu from that same pay-per-view, WWE The Revolution. I wonder if I can find that, because Crowbar versus Sabu and then those six cruiserweight-ish wrestlers sign me up. Wrestler of the Half Year, The Undertaker. Damn right. Big Evil, awesome. All his stuff with David Flair and Ric Flair in the first... Awesome. He's had a great year. I submit 2002, maybe, maybe my favorite Undertaker year of them all. Uh, tag team, Billy and Chuck, sure. Most popular wrestler, Hulk Hogan, whatever. Most hated, Chris Jericho. I agree. Uh, giving grades to people. There's a picture of Leviathan in prototype. Batista is bald. He looks a lot like Drax, let's be honest. John Cena with longer hair making a very silly face. Second half predictions. Sting will return to wrestling in TNA. Correct, but off by a few years. Hulk Hogan will regain the WWE title. Correct. Ric Flair will reform the four horsemen. Technically incorrect, though evolution is obviously a horseman variation, though that doesn't happen, I think, till 2003. Sean O'Hare will win the OVW title. I don't know if that happened, but you know my thoughts on Sean O'Hare. Love him, love him, love him. Mark Henry and Farouk will win the tag title. They should have. They should have. Triple H will reunite with Stephanie. No, technically not yet, but I know it will happen. Uh, neither Goldberg nor Scott Steiner will appear in WWE. False. Scott Steiner is on my SmackDown. Coming out of a limo. Rey Mysterio, Prototype, and, De and Victoria will make their debuts on WWE TV. Correct. All across the board. They all did. Cena's just turned heel. Victoria's teaming with Stevie Richards, wrestling Trish Stratus, and Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio. Uh, the business page, don't care, except, again, they're talking about TNA. I, th I, th I think magazines like PWI need non-WWE companies uh, to succeed. So, obviously, they're going to talk about TNA because they'll get more access to TNA than they'll ever get to the WWE. Um, let's see here. There's a picture of AJ with the Xavier. Mm, nothing. You know, once you get past a certain amount, doesn't really matter. It's a picture of Killer Kowalski. And, oh, Ox Baker. Oh, man, look at Ox Baker. He looks ridiculous. I love him so much. Uh, a wrestling analyst on Edge. This is, you know, early, early Edge. In 97, he was uh, 254 in the PWI 500. By 2001, he was up to 20. You know, already at this point, four-time Intercontinental Champion, U.S. Champion, seven-time Tag Champions, and most importantly, uh, one half of the ICW Street Fight Tag Team Champions. Bet you didn't know that. Uh, you know, they go through his, you know, grading his offense and his defense and all of that type of stuff. Uh, I don't think I go there, but, you know, I didn't write it down. I should have. The you know, Edge is a five-tool player. He can be a face and a heel. Um, he can talk. He has the look with long hair or short hair. He has the look. He can wrestle in the ring. 
Um, and he makes you care. Was that the fifth thing? He makes you care? I, didn't, I don't remember what the five were, but whatever they were, Edge has it here. Um, you know, pictures of Edge not doing a lot. You know, it's hard in pictures. He's doing a body press. He's getting punched by the boss man. Uh, like Billy Gunn, Edge failed to parlay his King of the Ring win and Intercontinental title reigns in the main event successes. But yeah, obviously, they're saying he will get better, but clearly... Clearly he did. All right. Vince Russo says he's writing a book. No one read it. Uh, 12 questions with Francine. ECW's Francine. When did you realize you were a big star? When PWI used one of my photos. Oh, isn't that cute? Um, what do you miss least about ECW? The dressing room. No heat. No air conditioning. <laughs> you know, let's see... Wanted to date somebody from New Kids on the Block. What, one of the questions they always asked, which I thought was really kind of dumb. Um, you have a hammer, a midget. This is the word they're using. I'm not saying I'm using it. I'm reading from there. You have a hammer, a midget, and a roulette wheel. What are your plans for the evening? What a stupid question. Then they had the, for the guys, for the girls... Jasmine St. Clair, who I've never heard of. And for the girls, Rob Conway. Give him some sunglasses and play that music. Rob Conway. Oh, this is great. Through the years. Pictures of wrestlers through the years. And the, the wrestler they chose, Al Snow. Through the years. The only problem with this is that there is no picture of Avatar. But there's a picture of him from 1987. I would not have guessed he was wrestling in 87. Still with the mustache as one half of the Sensationals with a guy named Mickey Doyle. Um, you know, picture of him as a martial artist with his doing a big high kick. Uh, picture of him with Unibom. Yes, Unibom was Kane, if you remember your history. Uh, you, you know, Al Snow's in sunglasses and a towel around his neck. Unibom's got like a red uh, go hockey mask with like a red skull painted on it. It just looks ridiculous. It also looks like he's about 30 pounds heavier than Kane was. One half of the new rockers, love me some Leif Cassidy. And then, of course, head, head, and him dressed as mankind. We love Al Snow. Should be a Hall of Famer. The Japan Report, Tiger Mask 4. Mexico Report, Ultimo Dragon. I am waiting with bated breath for the Ultimo Dragon to get back to uh, WWE or show up in WWE. Spotlight Card, ECWA. We've talked about them. They're the, the company that put on uh, the Super 8 tournament. Billy Bax and Mike Cruel. Never heard of them. Mr. Ula La. I've heard of Mr. Ula La. He was in the PWI farm for hundreds a lot. Uh, taking on John Hat Guy Bailey. Yes, that hat guy from ECW. Hawaiian shirt in the hat. Wrestling Mr. Ula La. Hilarious. Chris Devine and Quiet Storm. Now, they were a tag team in Ring of Honor, Chris Devine and Quiet Storm. Uh, here they're wrestling each other. Devine has Storm in a modified Texas cloverleaf that looks very painful. Red and Tony Kazina. Not sure I know who Tony Kazina, but that is the amazing Red. Prince Nana and Scoot Andrews. I remember them from Ring of Honor. I think Prince Nana is actually still with Ring of Honor in some form or fashion. Uh, the Maximos, 
going up against somebody named J.R. Ryder. A lot of these guys, you know, went over right to Ring of Honor, the Maximos, uh, winning a TLC match to become the new tag team champions. Wrestling's Hottest Prospects for 92, a classic issue of the Hottest Prospects. There's Rob Van Dam, back when he was known as Rob Zakowski Kickboxer. Uh, the 1-2-3 Kid, back when he was the Lightning Kid, doing a side slam to... No, it doesn't say. I thought it was Brad Armstrong, but it doesn't say. Um, dangerous Denise Storm. Nice little run, but did she ever become a big star? Does that question need to be asked? Uh, let's see. Does it? Nope. Um, Judge Dredd and Terry Leland, who were supposed to be big stars. Never heard of either of them. And then Van Hammer. How do we feel about Van Hammer? Do you like Van Hammer? Um, and then there's uh, Sabu and Rob Zukowski. All right. Let's see. They've got some letters. Don't care. More ordering magazines. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the top ten. Undertaker's top ten. Yuji Nagata was the IWGP champion back at the time. We have Tenaru in all Japan. NWA. Let's go over there to the NWA. Oh, this isn't TNA, though. This is just the NWA where the champion was. Ken Shamrock. But I see Malice, a.k.a. The Wall, Dan Severn, Hot Stuff Hernandez, who I think is just Hernandez, AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, J.P. Black, not to be confused with P.J. Black. Ratings, don't care. Oh, the cartoons. The cartoons, the cartoons. Here's a picture of Vince McMahon yelling at Scott Hall to get the F out, which is kind of funny. Um... That one's slightly insulting, so I'm not going to read that. Uh, there's Deacon Batista with back when he was Deacon with the suit and the collection box around his neck. Um, and then Brother Love for some reason. And the last picture is, wow, check out this shot. And it is Rikishi giving a stink face to Hollywood Hulk Hogan. On the back, Ultimate Pro Wrestling Training. Volumes 1, 2, and 3. You can get some VHS tapes, uh, tr you know, training to be a pro wrestler. And yes, once again, the prototype John Cena is on the cover. I'm sure someone still has those out there. That's it for me. Another PWI walkthrough. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed Memory Lane. My name is DC Matthews. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.